0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason, and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. What would be the possible dangers of democracy? What this is? This idea, this crazy idea. I got an email that came out from Gab, which you're, if you're a subscriber to Gab, you may know that you get emails from them from time to time. Not a lot. And I find them to be uh, very intriguing, at least for the most part, something that I tend to read. Well, anyway, this is, uh, came from this blog, Thinking West, and they had this article, Dangers of Democracy. And I thought, what an interesting thought. Is it propaganda? Where is it coming from? Why is Gab putting it out? And uh, it's a very interesting article with a very interesting conclusion. And I just want to kind of walk you through a little bit uh, my thoughts on this, because I think the whole topic of what's discussed here is really very central to what's going on politically. People may not realize it, but many of these very issues thrown out here. And I'm not really sure that this is getting the uh, intended effect. this could be a liberal or a conservative piece of work, by the way depending on how you look at it. I'm going to walk you through it. You can make up your own mind on that. But let me just uh, give you a little background, first of all. I said that this was sent out by Gab, and I didn't check here. I feel like it comes from Andrew Torba, who's the owner, president, owner, whatever you want to call it, of Gab. What is Gab? Gab is a social media site. kind of looks like Facebook or Twitter. You can, you know, like posts. I think you can dislike them. Uh, But it's a social media site, bottom line. And it's dubbed as the only free speech site that they don't censor anything. And you'll see from time to time, I would say, you know, beyond derogatory comments about uh, blacks, gays, minorities, Jewish people, What else? Certainly liberals. Um, I've never really seen anything hostile. I mean, there's things that are said on there that are plainly um, uh, biased, if that's what you want to say. Certainly angry. Disrespectful, definitely. Anyway, whatever you want to call it, it's free speech, and that's what they have. And there's very few limits. Now, uh, they, they don't allow any pornography, which I've talked about this before. You can't. Nobody, nobody, would be on it. If your social, you see, everybody, people can be on at work and on Facebook. If people even still do that anymore, I predicted that demise. By the way, about four and a half years ago, I said Facebook won't be around in ten years. And tell, tell me, what are we five years away from that prediction? Not too far off, really. And I had my reasons for that prediction, and those reasons were their poor business practices. And the fact that the technology was nothing, that anybody could do this. And Andrew Torba's done it in the woods of Pennsylvania. I'm not kidding. That's where their file servers are, right out there. And it's a subscriber-based model. So I like Gab. I gave up social media. You may know that. I'm not not on anything in terms of uh, Twitter, Facebook, none of that stuff. Gab is the only social media site that I'm on. And – as I've been on Gab, uh, I have to tell you, I mean, if I could be completely honest, uh, here's my, my personal view on Gab. I'm uh, 100% supportive, uh, but not uh, completely uh, excited about the product, quite frankly. And I don't know if it's the absence of the algorithms. Um, I'm beginning to think that, that it's like they have to continue refeeding this stuff. Because if they don't, it just falls away so quickly. And so if you're going to begin refeeding it, well, then you have to have a way of sorting that stuff. And I think it works. I really do. I think that they just can't be a secret how they're doing it. And there should be options for how that sorting is done. You know, as I'm learning more about how AI is being used, I mean, I'll probably do a future podcast on this. I received an offer remember me saying the other day that I had a little bit of an experience in, in some internet marketing both search and social oh I sound so technical don't I it was dabbling really I, mean, I had you know ran ad accounts on there uh, you know they were business accounts no, no joke I can tell you that so um, uh, where was I going with that a little bit of exp- oh I understand the the business practices of it um and it was part of my my prediction for for Facebook, but gab um they're absent this uh, uh algorithms that are making it more exciting quite frankly, and I don't know how much the influence of the bots but it's that that very um Very feature that makes it what it is that is also its poison pill. I think at the end of the day, it just naturally gets out of control. They have to put the brakes on it. But anyway, I gave up all the social media. I just was completely shadow banned. You know, I talked about this yesterday. Just you know, posts not getting seen. It just it was a waste of time. Complete waste of time for me. And and then they started banning Trump, and I just said "I, I can't do this anymore. Like like Trump or not, agree with him or not, him, of all people, when you've got other people that clearly uh, much more, whatever you want to call it, the, the, if, whatever the measuring stick of, of evil people is going to be. I don't think Trump takes the lead on that. Either way, I couldn't take it anymore. I got off. But then I found Gab. And I've been on there, but it's just, um, I find it to be kind of boring. I can't really get any following going. Uh, they, do, and, you know, you can blame that on me by the way. Maybe Andrew would say, well, you, you suck Chris. Maybe that's part of the problem. Uh, not many of the listeners of the show are on Gab. Nobody talks to me about it. Uh, I'm going to say maybe eight or 10 of you that mention Gab occasionally. Um, but I don't even really see, you know, generally that much activity on there. It's not really enjoyable to go through. And Andrew Torba's pushing this Christian nationalism idea, which I I, I don't agree with. I'll say that. I think there's some merit to the thought. Um, I don't want to get into that right now. It's all That would have to be a whole separate podcast. But here's my point about that. In him pushing his Christian nationalism, you are naturally ending up with this highly Christian self. I don't know if everybody's coming on there with their confession of faith, but you can kind of in this warped audience, I guess, as a result of that. Right? I am going to guess that there is not a lot of Jewish people on Gab. Uh, I don't see evidence of a lot of uh, black people on Gab. Although there are black people on Gab minorities, but not a lot. You know, it's mostly. Uh, I guess white Christian guys for the most part. Not a lot of brand, I don't see any brands. Really. And they're trying to create this parallel economy. I support all that. A hundred percent. Go, You can go check all that out in terms of the gab itself. I support it. Uh, but I'm, I can't give the 100% recommendation on it. It's just it's not really working out, which is kind of an issue. And then I stumbled upon something else. There's a uh, a user on there with a big following. And she basically said that her posts were being suppressed in the way that with ample uh, likes and action on certain posts that she still wasn't showing up in Gab's trending feed and seemed to think that they would only include in that trending feed things that met the Gab agenda, I guess you would say. And I'll tell you, if it's going on, which I think Gab should respond to publicly, he does with other things, Andrew Torba, I'm referring to, that he should respond with the position on this. And no, I don't agree with that. I don't think she she should appear there. I didn't see anything in the post that would would seem to be keeping it from being involved in that. So anyway, uh, all that to say... I'm not super thrilled with Gab lately. I'm not bashing Gab. Like I said, I'm 100% supportive. But it's not really doing anything for me lately. With that, I'm considering heavily going back on Twitter. Uh, But really kind of cautiously, I really am. I I don't know if I can do it. Uh, I I really don't want to be tracked by anybody. And you say, oh, Elon Musk wouldn't do that. No, no, I'm sure he wouldn't. Okay, sell me another one. Uh, there's $44 billion at risk, and I don't know if you've ever borrowed any kind of money. But these people that put out this kind of money, they're not quick to just walk away from it. You know, and I think Elon Musk had to you know put up collateral in the form of Tesla stock as well. And I don't know what all was going on with it. and And who knows what the conditions of the investment are. He's actually sitting pretty good. If it's an equity partner, which it sounds like it is, it wasn't a loan, you know, payments. Maybe it was. I don't know. I can't believe it was. So it's an equity deal. So these Saudi partners are part owners in this thing. Maybe they could oust him and get somebody in there to run the place. I don't know what the, all the agreements are. I don't know that any of that needs to be made public, quite frankly. Did you see that um, a politician was complaining about Elon Musk and the failed blue check system? And said that if he didn't shape up that Congress would or something like that. And then Elon Musk uh, tweeted back, Go pound sand. Elon Musk supposedly is sleeping on the floor of Twitter, spending seven days a week, I guess he just abandoned Tesla <laughs> to go do this side venture. Are we really to believe that? That Elon and what is he doing with this time? What tweeting the whole time? It's entertaining to say the least. If he's trying to build a brand, or is he trying to become like uh Tony Robbins or uh who's that other guy? I forget his name. Grant Grant Cardone. Yeah. <laughs> Go check that guy out sometime. He's like Mr. Sales, right? He's a salesy, salesy, salesy guy. So I don't know. Anyway, dangers of democracy. So these emails they're they're intriguing. And I I do trust Gab. Well, anyway, I I put the time into reading this article. And it begins with this. says, the word democracy appears exactly zero times in the United States Constitution. But no form of government is celebrated with the same fervency as democracy. That's debatable when you look at the world as a whole. People do look to it from around the world. People come here. The best people. The best people were coming here. Not the worst. I guess the worst didn't want to be here. It wasn't good with this. uh, You could go at it alone. That's changed, right? So I don't know if it's the most celebrated form of government or not. But uh, quite frankly, uh, our form of government is not a democracy, right? It's a republic. And there's a difference. And that's why it doesn't appear in the Constitution. And the, the founding fathers, they did have many warnings about many different things, if you go and research it. And, and they put in place many checks and balances. You know, one of the dangers I think we're going to get to here is that the way politicians can, can vote for debt, the taking on of debt. Sure, because it's a lot easier to vote for debt than it is for tax increases. Always. And you can always do more. I don't care what we have to do. We need, we need to get some money down here. You know, people getting people riled up, everything's become so riled up and emotional. People have had enough of it. And then, of course, and they mention this here in the article, uh, you know, know, protecting our democracy, protecting our democracy, protecting our democracy. And I wonder if any of these people have any idea what they're talking about on either end of that. What are you protecting? You're protecting your paycheck. That's about it. Reading off a teleprompter. That's usually the case. So, uh, anyway, it doesn't appear in the Constitution because we're not a democracy. I don't think it says that. Uh, questioning this form of government, uh, healthy, reasonable, desirable, is unquestioning reverence for this form of political governance, healthy, reasonable, or desirable. I, I, I don't agree with that because, as I, I said, it's not a, a democracy. That's not what I call it. All right, so anyway, I really question, and uh, in, in looking into uh, the writings of it, um, if Gab didn't make a mistake in putting this out here. Maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't put the uh, foregone c- conclusions in there. Just, here's the article, I guess. So <clears throat> the first uh, danger of democracy is that democracy is only as noble and reasonable as its voting citizens. And I completely agree with that. And that's probably the whole premise of the Christian nation. There's no way that you uh, you think that you're going to come to common ground uh, with Muslims because there's such an ideological difference. And I think you would find that um, uh, that's not true, number one some cases, are going to be problems, issues like uh, abortion, for example. But there will be common ground in, along current conservative lines. Conservative Jews, conservative Muslims, conservative Christians. You'll find a lot more in common than you'd think <laughs> to, at the end of the day. But it's really neither here nor there. Uh, only the, he says the point here, no, and I'm saying he, uh, they, really, uh, noble and reasonable as its voting citizens. Well, it's really true. And he says about educating the people. Well, how about the spiritual health as well? The moral health. Nobody's even discussing that. It's just, it's it's not even important, not even a consideration anymore. Democracy makes, number two, democracy makes neighbors, political adversaries, and makes all issues political. I, I don't think that democracy does that. You could say that democracy opens the door to that, but not even really. Because if you had a democracy... Without the Constitution, which isn't mentioned here, and so the democracy is never mentioned in the Constitution, it doesn't explain why, and that's because we're a republic. A republic doesn't make neighbors uh, uh, political adversaries and make all issues political. Sure, it, it allows the environment for it to take place. I guess in a sense, right, the democracy uh, is the cause, but the, the, uh, the, the rights under the Constitution are what allows it. If you, if, if you didn't have the right to free speech, you wouldn't have Q. You wouldn't have Trump. Uh, I guess you wouldn't have Obama. I don't know how far it would go. Probably would have Obama. <laughs> but you wouldn't have Trump. You wouldn't have me. right? So how would that affect democracy, the voting? A lot. <laughs> Completely. It's affecting us now. Number three, democracies incur great opportunity costs. This is a brilliant, probably the most brilliant part of this article that could be parsed out as something actual, actually valuable. And the point of it is that it stinks to run for office. I haven't even heard from uh, Nancy Price. I helped her with the campaign. I know the feeling. she just uh, I think she I talked to her about this if, if she didn't win, not at length because I wanted her to focus on winning, but we both knew it was a long shot. But she made a huge, huge investment. She invested her time, by the way, in uh, going door-to-door. I think would, a better way to do it would be a phone call. You could get a lot more done, way better use of the time. You could do little segments here and there, take breaks. Going door-to-door is exhausting. And, you know, she needed another 40,000 votes. I'm like, how are you going to do that door-to-door? That's insane. So the point of this, uh, democracies incur great opportunity costs – the cost of running. But a lot of that is because we allow it. It doesn't have to be that way. All it is is the, the, the elections have become a feeding frenzy for the media. That's what it is. I was listening to a local radio guy and he's like, oh, the problem, the Republicans didn't raise enough money. He's a party guy. Republicans don't raise the Democrats two to one. He's like, parsing out these, uh, we didn't raise as much from the small donors. All right, then the rich paid more than their fair share. You think you're not going to get a lot of support for that. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's true. The cost is outrageous and the risks that you're taking. I've said this many times as I evaluated the process. Can you explain to me why any well-meaning person would do this to themselves? It is good for some people. You know, I think if you're uh, retired, it's a fantastic option. And maybe that's really who our primary politicians should be. And maybe it would revert to that. And the consequences of that, I wouldn't disagree at all. When people say, you yeah, know, younger people, I kind of agree with that. I'm just saying it's good for retirees that don't need to make money from it, right? you got to have money. Uh, number four, democracy is expensive, and politicians push costs to future generations. Well, we're not a democracy, uh, but I would have to agree that democracy is expensive. And uh, I forget who it was. John Adams, maybe, said something along the lines of when when people realize they can uh, vote money out of the Treasury, we're doomed. And that's where we're at. So by allowing this democratic rule, the mob rule, the democratic rule, whatever you want to call it, it's one and the same. The the um, tribal um, uh, whatever it's like this regressing. Why is that? Well, it's what people are pushed to do. So to say here, democracy is expensive, and politicians uh, push costs to future generations. We're not supposed to be a democracy, and so I would agree that, that allowing mob rule, it's wrong. The article is, by inference, agreeing with that. Pushing costs to future generations is wrong. Maybe some that you can you know, justify what's being left in place, but it's a shackle in every way, every sense of the word. Now let me get you, give you the conclusion on this, and I'm going to share with you the big missing piece in this, the big thing that they missed. Here's the conclusion. In conclusion... Democracies come with flaws, like all forms of government. Democracy's tendency to reflect the vices of their citizenry and pit citizens against each other means that democratic nations should focus on education and ethics of their populaces. So they say ethics. Okay. So that point is made there. How's government do that necessarily? We don't. We don't want that. Consequently, their voters can make informed and moral choices. When selecting elected leaders, given that the proper information is available, which is guaranteed under the Constitution, the law, the republic that we're supposed to be, the high opportunity cost of political campaigns and the propensity for democracies to accrue large amounts of debt is also a serious fall in democratic governments. Listen, uh, not currently. There's a time when Russia had huge debts under Stalin, China's in debt up to their eyeballs. Many countries, not just democracies. Laws that limit campaign contributions and government spending constraints could mitigate these issues, though this is easier said than done. It really is. Uh, I'll comment on that separately. Voters and representatives alike will need to be cognizant of future generations when considering any increase in government benefits or the size of government. They say, overall, no form of government is perfect. It can be trendy to ridicule democratic government given the current state of the Western world. However, let us refrain from unreflective and reckless criticism. Perhaps Winston Churchill's wise assessment of the system is most appropriate. Democracy is the worst form of government except for all others. Interesting, right? So... um, spending constraints, uh, laws that limit uh, spending, campaign contributions, and that it's easier said than done. So I want to say I um, this goes on at all levels of government, by the way. Maybe you recall I, I produced a video, filed a complaint with the state attorney general about money that was missing from the township budget. And um, the um, township manager ended up getting fired which I thought was an important step. I, I take that back. Officially, he uh, he retired, uh, which I think is how they did it. I said that wrong. Um, he, he I don't think they renewed his contract. And, you know, they, they let him gracefully retire, which was great. I think it was the right thing to do. Well, then uh, they put the money back, <laughs> uh, which I thought was great. I, saw, I reviewed, was reviewing this year's budget, and um, I never – Felt that it went; the money went in anybody's pockets. I did not think that. I felt that it was misappropriated, and probably a sunshine law violation that not done in public view uh, via public meetings, which is required by law here in Pennsylvania, and I believe most states. Uh, so, what they did is they showed a uh, transfer to one of the other funds, one of the other departments. In this case, the park, uh, the the library. And so the library had this big negative at that time. The money was gone. I thought, well, look at this sleight of hand. But lo and behold, with this year's budget, uh, through fundraising that the library did, so the citizens stepped up They're giving money to the library. And I don't know if they realized it or not. And by the way, I don't know if this is people all oh, just, I don't know, I didn't look into the source of the revenues for the library. I don't think any of it was grant money, but I think this would have been private contributions from fundraising businesses and whatnot. And lo and behold, a million of it went back to the Township General Fund. Uh, all very shaky, shady. Um, but I was really pleased that I got action on that. And and um, you know, I guess in the back of my mind, I kind of wanted something a little more dramatic, but I really didn't because uh, what really should happen, this money was generated through illegal permit fees and what should have happened is all that money be given back and i believe that it was a a big tab on that which really would have caused um some serious financial harm to the township that i didn't didn't want to see so i was pleased with all that bottom line is in reviewing the township budget i realized that there's a massive massive shortfall in our town we're in a you know i think you would reasonably agree is a you know i'll say middle class Affluent some people would say suburb the taxes aren't cheap I can tell you that our roads are great we don't have a pothole we've got a g- incredible park and trail system um it's a nice place to live and um it used to it's very convenient to the city we can hop on the train here and uh plenty of places to go to driving and I like living in Pennsylvania I used to anyway um, but there's a, this huge budget gap. And this is in a, a community with a strong tax base, is my point. And you'll find this pattern repeated all over the place. Why? Well, the township owned this golf course that they've held on to. Uh, and among other things, the, the library that was built is a real um, a mega mansion of a library. It's gorgeous. It's, it's not a great location. It's not centrally located in the township. And uh, there's a, quite a bit of a wasted space, I think. We'll see with, with COVID out if it if it gets utilized, but even if it does. you know, People go into the library, um, and really, you know, we go down there, for example, I don't spend any money. It's a public library. Everybody's paying for it. And I'm not bashing the library. I love the library. Like I said, we use it. I love the trail system. I like the fact that our roads are in great shape. Uh, but some money has been been mismanaged over the years. And let me tell you what happens with that. Uh, townships are going to be forced to borrow um, or sell assets. There's a piece of property down the road from us. I would say about a mile down the road that they want to build a mid-rise building down there. You know, a mile from my house, I'm going to have this five-story apartment building. I really don't mind because uh, I say build it, develop it. I see it coming. I knew it when we bought it. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, down the road, I'll be ready to retire and and sell this place. And I just want it to be it. They can rezone this for. I have enough property here. You could build a mid rise right here on this lot. Do it. I'm ready. As a matter of fact, I should go lobby for it. I got to think about that. Actually, there's my there's my there's my big opportunity right there. I don't think sometimes it'll be so easy for me to do it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, in terms of the the, the democracy and the, you know, look, these are local people in town. You know, to say that there's some big political influence here, I, I you know, I, no, there's not. It's just I know these people, and I don't necessarily like them, agree with them, whatever you want to say. Uh, but, but it's not like they're being bought off and things like that. There's you know a little bit of that going on. People do little campaign favors up and down the chain, and people hoping to get jobs in the state government, and yada, 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 you know, things like this. Law firms, I think, that promote their lawyers serving on their on their boards so they have this network of public officials. And so you have all these these different things going on. Even with that level of, of, of um, ethical control, if you will, the township still spends out of control. Why? Because like I said to you, at the very start of this, it's a lot easier to, to borrow money, take on a loan, than it is to raise taxes. The township can go borrow money; nobody will show up for a meeting. You try raising taxes ten percent, and you'll—they'll be bringing them in by the bus. Not always. Not always. They actually didn't raise taxes here this year. It's pretty uh, interesting. Last year was the same. Uh, it's another um, falsehood, really. Actually. It's a phony deal with that. The, um, you know, they should have raised it a minimum of 2.5% each year, and not because I like to see taxes go up, but these are basically direct cost taxes. You know, at the local level, everything you get, you're, you're paying for. Two ways our, our local budget is funded here. It's um, the, the local earned income tax, which is shared with the municipality where you work and the one where you live. Don't quote me on that. I take that back. I think it goes to the one where you live. It does. It goes to the one where you live. And um, I may be wrong about that. Either way, it's a tax on income that goes to the local government. All right, so that's a percentage. Well, what's happened? Those numbers have gone up because inflation has pushed the rates up. So there's already a natural increase. So they say they didn't raise taxes. They didn't raise property taxes. Other fees went up. I don't know what exactly they did with all that. It's not a big portion of the budget. But it's not good because at the same time what they've done is they're spending on the library. They're spending on the park. There's maintenance that's not being done. Roads, I don't need to get into all this detail. But the bottom line is, even with this such localized control without proper oversights, the, the main one that I would get into with the capital spending, which is always what the local governments rob, and, and the name of the game is that they, they move money around to these different funds, like I just explained to you, taking donations for the library uh, to pay off a million dollars that nobody even really knows where it went at this point. I think it actually did go f- to the library. It was supposed to be used for something else. They put it back. But they used donated money to do that. Is it one and the same? Well, they're going to make that argument. No, well, it did go to the library. We did spend it on the library. And I think they did, ultimately. But did they tell the donors that they were paying off money that was already spent? or they, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they didn't tell them anything. The spending constraints are a big problem, is my point. These politicians... They've got a difficult job with this. I've seen it all firsthand. People get venomous. Don't you raise my taxes. Right? It's always an issue. start taking money out of people's pockets at the wrong time, and it can be a big deal. And so governments borrow. Well, the borrowing is even more toxic. It's really, really toxic. And when you're relying on a fiat money system to do it, that fiat money system is getting confused I think with capitalism democracy getting confused with a republic and fiat money getting confused with capitalism what do i mean by all that well you got people voting out money out of the treasury that doesn't exist so it gets created out of thin air the fiat money when they print this money they have to print more right just you don't have to be a, an economist i've studied this for years and i was like I don't get it. And finally one day I got it. I totally got it. They, The Federal Reserve prints a dollar and they lend it out. What are they expecting? Expecting the dollar back. It's a loan, right? You say, well, no, they're not expecting it back. Well, you're going to have to get into the whole thing about that. That means that means a reset or a crash. People get wiped out because the, there's no currency. There's no value to be able to know the value of things. So, It creates inflation, which is the bigger issue. It's not going to crash. They can't let it crash. It can't crash. The dollar is not going to go away. It can't go away. Maybe the digital currency, some dystopian thing with that, which I could see coming. But the runaway debt, and it creates inflation. Forget about the conspiracy theories. I said to you, just think about this in basic terms. You have to be an economist. They send the money out, the dollar. They want that dollar back. But they want it back with interest. Where does the interest come from? This is what fiat money is. That means they have to print more money to put out there so people can pay the interest. And the process continues every day. And the more they do, it's a a fiat. It's a house of cards. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a a structural flaw in our money. I don't know. Maybe it's the only way it works. Maybe this is why in the Bible it talked about uh, debt forgiveness every seven years in the Old Testament. Maybe that was the reason behind it. Money and debts have to be forgiven. As I check on this, it's the most evil, vile thing. There's no doubt in my mind. When you when you see that these uh, um, these words are being confused, democracy with republic, you say, no, we're not, we're not following the rule of law. It's mayhem because you calling it a democracy means people vote for whatever they want with complete disregard for the law, and you see it happening all over and then with rights being wiped out all of a sudden people's voices are being wiped out right now white males white christians white people in general and so to say no form of government is perfect including democracy no republic and a republic uh with the uh, ability to modify it given enough votes is really nearly perfect if you ask me and who is winston churchill to be the authority on democracy to say it's the worst form of government except all others. What is his position on a republic is really what matters. But I want to go to the second problem that it mentions here, which I agree. And that is the spending constraints. Ultimately, it's the downfall of, of every government, right? Especially in modern time, assuming that there's some level of peace, although that seems to be getting called into question. But when you when you have a... a the ability to take on unlimited debts. Number one, with so much inflation, it's completely warped values. And I don't think they can stop it really. There's so much private money, they can't turn it off. I've gotten so out of control I already told, well, maybe it's time to lower interest rates a little bit, meaning time to lend more money. They're continuing to lend anyway. There's just people were are paying more for it. And when they can create unlimited debt and you have an amendment to the Constitution, the law, the republic side, tainted 13th Amendment, I think, 16th, which allowed the income tax, there's no limit on it. Read it for yourself. A government that allows unlimited taxes and unlimited debts is no free country. What kind of republic is that? The fiat money system in itself is structurally flawed that can only produce the exact result that we're seeing now. And I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I've said to you, I'm not predicting some off the cliff. There. I just don't see it happening. It can't really happen. Could it, it could happen. It's not that it can't. can't. I'm going to get Butch Erskine uh, from Hope for Survival on the show. We're going to interview him again. He'll tell you about the worst of the worst. He's Captain... Captain, bad news. Captain, negativity. He'll tell you you need a, a go bag, a from bag, a through bag. Stock up, build a, uh, a underground bunker. I'm kidding around, but he really does know his stuff. Just the opposite, by the way. He's not really. Uh, he's he talks about ways that financially make sense to prepare, which really sold me on. I'm going to have him back on the podcast. I think it'll be good. So, yes, catastrophic collapse can come. And I do think people need to be prepared for that. But I think that the real issue, the biggest issue facing us is the fiat currency. And I don't know what the answer to that is, by the way. And I don't know that d- d- digital is the danger that, that people uh, report it to be. I actually think there's a benefit of digital currency. Uh, but you can't go all digital. You just can't. People would There would, there would be a whole black market for, of currency. There really would. People wouldn't stand for it for good reason. You want to be able to use cash, currency, and some kind of physical money exchange. It's necessary. times you don't have power between friends, whatever the case might be. You have to have that ability. Um, But there has to be a a gauge on the production of that money. Um, And I don't know that giving people the control of that is the right answer, by the way for the reasons that we discussed here. It's got to be fixed to something. That was the benefit of gold. Are we going to go back to a gold standard? I I can't see that coming. And and I don't know anybody's really making that prediction. There's some indications that it could. Certainly some indications that it should. But I think that there's probably another way that you could fix the value of the currency. That would ultimately... I, I think the Fed was working with government. Oh, we want to expand the economy. Oh, yeah, we think we can expand. We're gonna lend, lend, lend. Where do we want to lend it? And out of that has come ESG and all and it's it's all become politicized and it's it's just so toxic. Uh it really needs to be stripped down and and rebuilt before we lose everything. And just like here in my town, the, the answer to this budget shortfall that we have, I can already tell you. So they're talking about selling I, I see what is probably a twenty to $50 million budget shortfall over the next however many years. And the way these stories go, if the, the, the township doesn't cover that gap, you'll see police officers laid off. We need more, not less. We can't afford to have that happen. But then they'll sell assets. Now, Right now, they're looking to sell the property down the street from my house. Next, it'll be this giant park that they're spending all this money on. And it'll be really upsetting. It's a complete waste to do that like that. Maybe it's time to bite the bullet. But you're going to see the same thing here, as they continue to spend, and it gets out of hand, and the country gets desperate. The government gets desperate for more money, and there's a tidal wave coming where you're going to see a drop in tax revenue due to recession, and they can't borrow. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure to see you there. Making a great day.